0: Welcome to this edition of Become a Competent Biblical Counselor. My name is Dr. Dave Jones, and today I want to discuss with you the possibility and the opportunity to construct a counselor's topical work list. So you're sitting there minding your own business, and all of a sudden you get a phone call and somebody says, I'm having a problem with divorce could you please help me and understand what my role is and what my husband's or wife's role should be in our getting a divorce? What are you going to do? You're going to listen to whatever the issue is, sure. But we're talking about biblical response. Do you have scripture ready that you could help them to apply to their lives in this particular situation? And if you don't, what are you doing? What do you do from here? They're calling to get some answers. You have to be prepared. Have a list ready of various problems that people have that you might be confronted with, that people are asking for help. They don't know where to look. They've looked in the Bible, and they've talked to people, and they've talked to various other counselors and therapists, and they just don't know what to do. What are you going to tell them to do? What are you going to tell them that the Bible says they must do? So that's where the topical work list comes into play. You need to have a piece of paper with a number of different maladies and problems and issues that people have with appropriate scripture that you can use and you feel comfortable with in helping people to build these scriptures into their lives to overcome the problem that's being presented. So let's look at some of these. Adultery. You might have four or five different... Scripture references underneath adultery clarifying the justification for what they must do to overcome that malady, that problem. It's the old put-off, put-on dynamic that Paul uses uh, in, in one of his letters. But the issue is, what does the Bible say about adultery? You must call it out the way it is, that it's a sin. And what must they do now to overcome this particular problem, but to overcome it God's way? And then there's anger, associations, bad and good, assurance. People might have a problem with their understanding, their salvation. And then there is the church. People have problems with church, and they want to know what their response would be. What is your scripture? What is your reference there? Communication, confession. Conscience, conviction, and death. I get a lot of, not a lot, but frequent calls with respect to death. How do people handle death of a loved one? What can they do? What assurance and comfort can you give them to get through this incredibly difficult time of losing someone? Depression. Now, let's throw anxiety in there, too, because they're one and the same. Depression is a lack of responsibility and uh, and taking responsibility for what God has given them. And anxiety is the what-ifs. Well, what if this happens? Or well, what, what if this happens? And on and, and on and on. Well, what does the Bible say about those issues? We know very plainly in Philippians with respect to anxiety, the Bible says, be anxious for nothing. Well, there's a command. How can you help people build that scripture into their life to overcome that particular problem? Then there's discipline of the children. There's doubt. How about drunkenness? It's a habit. How long does it take to create a habit? How long does it take to undo a habit? And what do you have to do scripturally to change your habits? I'm back to a reference I made earlier when Paul talks about put off the old and put on the new. It's not enough for you to just say to someone, well, just stop drinking. No, there's a replacement. That opportunity and that feeling and that thought concept that goes into, I think I want to take a drink immediately has to be replaced with something that's just the opposite. So that's a scriptural reference there that you have to find and use in that opportunity. Husband and wife issues. Parent-child issues. Fear. How about forgiveness? What does the Bible say about forgiveness? What do you have in your arsenal that you can use to show people? This is what the Bible says about fill-in-the-blank. Gossip hope. How about homosexuality? Where are you with with respect to homosexuality? Not only personally, but where are you with respect to what does the Bible say about homosexuality? Humility, laziness, lying, listening, life-dominating problems. How about obedience, peace, and the peace that passeth all understanding? You know where that is? You know where that verse is? use that pride reconciliation it also says in in the new testament that if you go to the altar and remember that somebody has something against you go and first be reconciled then coming off your gift at the altar so there's a reconciliation dynamic there that reconciliation always precedes worship You show somebody that in the Bible, and you're not wrong. They have to go and first be reconciled. Then they can come and worship. And that's what the Bible has to say about it. How about repentance? Where are you with respect to your scriptural uh, adaptation and utilization of repentance? Reward and punishment, stealing, shame, work, worry. We've got so many things like that happening nowadays. And people, I've had people come and they call and they'll say, I have a problem. I want to change, but I just don't know how to do it. It's not up to me to give my personal opinion with respect to how they should change. I need to quickly go to scripture and say, let's see what the Bible has to say about this particular issue and you're wanting to change. Or let's see what the Bible has to say about your lack of communication with your wife. What does the Bible say? And you plainly point out the Bible says this, and the Bible says this. The Bible says don't do this, do this. And an important thing that you got to consider, too, when it comes to a, a Scripture reference to justify what you're saying is the application model. You have to train and show people how to apply Scripture, this particular Scripture pertaining to this particular problem. Now, and the way to do that is you, you take the Scripture— for example, be anxious for nothing, but in everything through prayer and supplication, and let your requests be made known unto God. So the idea is here, be anxious for nothing. I look at it from Paul saying, this is a command. Whether you feel like it or not, don't be anxious. Well, what does that mean? Well, anxiety is nothing but the what ifs. What if I lose my job? What if I get sick? What if my child um, gets harmed at school? All the what-ifs that we build up and we build up and we build up. Scripture says, be anxious for nothing. Well, so what am I supposed to do? Well, th- then the verse goes on, and it says, But in everything, through prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. Okay, so I'm going to be anxious for nothing. I'm going to pray in generality. I'm going to pray pay in um, detail and... And I'm going to pray in specifics. Lord, I'm anxious. I don't want to be anxious anymore. I'm coming to you to ask for your power and your strength to overcome this anxiety. This anxiety with respect to my job. This anxiety with respect to my health. And I'm going to bring this to you because this is what you require me to do. If you do that, the very next part of the verse is the result. And the peace that passes All understanding will keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus, period. That's the answer to overcoming anxiety. Oh, but wait, that's the easy part. The hard part, you have to do this constantly. Every time that there's a problem that comes into your life and you are going to respond habitually with the anxiety that you've experienced before, you have to start building this Scripture back into your life. You have to stop what you're doing right then and do what you just said you were going to do. And you do that over and over. That's the hard part. You got yourself into this mess, and it's going to be difficult getting out of it, but there is a way to get out of it biblically. So it's important that you have a lot of arrows in your quiver with respect to Scripture that you can use with all of these it, individual problems and scenarios that come up in people's life. Be prepared. Get ready. I found myself at times too not knowing what to really apply and to help people understand what scripture they should use in this particular situation. And for some reason, I'll find myself immediately going through my checklist as I'm listening to them talk, and the Holy Spirit will say, Stop. Right there. That's it. That's the verse I want you to use. You have to be not only familiar with the topics that you have in your work list, but you have to be familiar with what those particular scriptures are for each topic. You have to understand. These are your scriptures that you want to use. This is your worksheet. What is the best thing that you can use from your point of view, and from God's point of view, to help somebody in that particular situation? Which particular Scripture, identify it, make it, print it out, understand, and add things to it, and and, and subtract things, and and on and on, and constantly be editing your work list. Because as problems change, the Scriptures never change. But make sure that you have the, the appropriate Scripture that you can use. And you could use maybe two or three scriptures in a particular subject matter. The subject matter of avoidance, for example, you might have six or seven scriptures, but you might want to say, you know what, I can use these number two and number three scripture in this particular situation based upon the personality of the person who's calling. So if you have a question, if you have a concern, I can send you a whole listing of the scriptures that I use with some 56 different topics uh, that I found Um, numerous throughout throughout my life, and um, use those. Just let me know, and I'll be glad to send you what scripture I use, and then build upon those as you will. Not a tough thing to do, but something that's very, very important is to get your work list in order and get ready, and have it right by your phone when people call you. Uh, uh, Put a copy of it in your Bible when you're in church, and just refer to it. And it's something that you can do right there in front of people. Say, well, let, let me look and see what the Bible has to say about this. And you start looking at the scripture and you start going through your Bible reading that scripture to the person standing right there in front of you or sitting next to you. And, and so be it. You are ready. I hope this helps. And um, if you have any questions, give me a call. Bible help number four. You. Y-O-U at gmail.com? And having said that, make it a great day. Bye now.